there's a Dragon Quest movie. And it's better than any Final Fantasy movie they've ever made. What? It's Dragon Quest, your story. Hello, Tim. Hello, hello. Hello, Chris. Michael, hello. This is the one competition that Dragon Quest wins over Final Fantasy. Uh, people will say otherwise. I know. Actually, I don't know. I know. I don't know if people actually say I know, but those people are wrong. Hello, Hello, Tommy. Hi, Mike. Uh, I guess I'm kind of with the Dragon Dragon Quest Haters Club. (laughs) What's wrong with Dragon Quest? What's wrong with the... It's slow and plotting. Nothing really interesting happens for ages on end. Well, that is not true for this movie. I, uh, I yeah, this movie is fast. They have it to... <laughs> it's literally speed run. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I generally like Dragon Quest. I thought Dragon Quest Eleven was trash, but I've liked all the other Dragon Quest games that I've played. But they are just not as good as um, most Final Fantasy games. But trash Final Fantasy this, games this... are way more trash than trash Dragon Quest games. So that's my trash take yeah. of of the yeah. That's that's absolutely absolutely the truth. Um, I think people like generally like Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm excited to eventually get to it. Um, but yeah, I think Sam on the podcast has played uh, Dragon Quest Eleven for some reason. Uh, but we are we watched last night uh, Dragon Quest Your Story, uh, which was a Toho distributed a uh, movie. Um, well, to- Toho, Toho controls all the theaters in Japan, so most everything is Toho distributed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, made by made by a company called Shirogumi, I believe. Shirogumi also made uh, or Gume um, made. Let's see here, uh, Doraemon, Stand by Me, Doraemon, which I guess was a big movie mm. um, in Japan. The people who worked on that movie also worked on this movie. Also, Sinbad, the Magic Lamp and the Moving Mountains. Sinbad, Night at High Noon and the Wonder Gate. Sinbad, A Flying Princess and a Secret Island. Um, all those Sinbad movies. I'm not. Do these do Sinbad. these all star? Um, what's his face from the uh, the Mandela Effect about the Sinbad movie in the nineties? Uh, Sinbad, you mean? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you had a joke there, but then you you just kind of walked away from it. <laughs> I, I thought it was like, never mind. I <laughs> never mind. I forgot. We, I literally we'll forgot about. I literally forgot about Sinbad the Entertainer. Mister Berenstein Bear. Mister Berenstein Bear, right? Not Berenstein. Uh, I don't know. I, that's the whole thing. Um, yes, uh, this this movie was based on Dragon Quest V up to a point. Um, has anybody? And no one's played Dragon Quest V, right? No, no I have. I've played not played four. a single Dragon Quest game. To no one's surprise here, um, except for apparently Fortune Street, which is a, a offshoot of Dragon yeah. Quest. Yeah. Well, it uses Dragon Quest like, hey. characters. It's like saying <laughs> I know slime. Only from that. It's like saying Super just, Smash Brothers is an offshoot of Star Fox. Got, right, right, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fortune Street also uses... Uh, I didn't forgot they used Mario stuff as well, but yeah. 
yeah. the, the slime the slime is probably the most iconic thing from the dragon quest franchise i think yeah yeah for sure yeah. absolutely although I there played... is like um an ios port a ds port there's like a whole bunch of ports now of dragon quest 5 that can be can be played and this movie actually made me want to play dragon quest 5 yeah it was the first super nintendo one right? yes there's apparently some story <laughs> behind like more of a programming issue that like as to why it didn't get localized in America, but I don't really know what that story is. Interesting. Yeah. Well, this movie definitely did a good job <laughs> of giving it like a good video game feel. From like the little like text boxes, um and just like the actions. It definitely had like a good good video game vibes, you know? Here's a yeah. medicinal herb. <laughs> yeah. Like how they healed, hey. how they just did certain moves and stuff, and yeah, I thought it was pretty, the, pretty great. I guess one of the criticisms of this movie was they didn't use uh, well, who's the the guy who designed everything? Oh, the Dragon like, Ball guy, Tor- yeah, Akira Toriyama's uh, art style. And I'm like, they did, they translated it into right. like modern times. Uh, I thought, I thought, this, I thought it looked this, great. Yeah, it looked very representative of the franchise to me. Although again, I'm not. I've only played the first one, so I've seen a lot of like eleven. I yeah, will say the main can... character Luca did not look like a Hikari Toriyama design character. Everyone else did, but yeah, and it, I can see like you know, I mean, Dragon Quest is is so so popular in Japan that like any sort of you know divergence from from the art style I can see could be met with like. A pretty. I mean, look at look at every other fandom that we enjoy, right? Like, whenever you break from like tradition, there is there is a massive backlash, no matter how basic it is. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure it's just a, just another one of them, just another one of them backlashes. Yeah. So Akira Toriyama, if you didn't aren't aware, um, and I know uh, Chris alluded to this, but he is the Dragon Ball guy, also known as the Dragon Quest guy. So the guy who did all the designs for the characters like Goku and Vegeta also did the designs for Luca and all the Dragon Quest characters like the slime and stuff like that. So um, if you're not aware, uh, Yuji Hori wrote this, who's the guy who is from Dragon Quest. Um, he also he wrote the original, obviously, scenario of the game um and then they poured they made it into a script um and this this movie is i guess very representative of dragon quest 5 up to a point um it's basically like you're going through what is it two generations of people and seeing basically most of their lives which is crazy <laughs> for a story to take on it, yeah also, they, they uh, kind of three Lucas. if you include lucas dad yeah yeah they, yeah they gloss over periods of time in this like without a bat of an eye like when he they're they're enslaved after uh lucas d- dad dies and they say for 10 years and then I think another... it's only five i think but yes oh i thought it was 10 no they say um, 10 in the subtitles at least oh, maybe it was something okay. different in the um <laughs> and that was like nothing happened and then again later when he gets turned into stone and his kid is I think eight. Yeah, that's eight years. Yeah. I think we yeah. in stone. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of funny how how quickly they just like just switch it and without there's any no, kind of context. There's no processing of drama in the Dragon Quest universe. <laughs> trauma. Yeah. It's uh, it's just like yeah, my dad died. Oh, I'm yeah. a slave. Oh, I was a slave for ten years. Oh, hey. I don't really care. I'm just gonna go on. But well, they're also you're just a slave and, for ten years, and you're like, what happened? They were like, hey, why haven't we tried to escape yet? And then immediately escape. 
But I would say for wow, maybe the grand, I would say maybe for the grander concept of this movie that that retroactively becomes not so much important, perhaps because of the bigger theme of the movie that kind of comes out last. Like <laughs> we'll we'll get we'll yes, get to exactly. that. We'll yes. get to that. Yes. Yes. We'll save that big spoiler for the end. But um, yeah, so I mean, they like rip through the story. It's like you're the son is with the dad. The dad gets killed and then the son becomes a slave and then they meet the Dr. Aegon. <laughs> um, cool dude. And then he's like trying to come figure out if he's the, the heavenly hero or whatever it is. Is that what it is? Someone called the heavenly hero? Uh, yeah. Zenas Thinian? Zenithian or whatever it is. Zenithian, I think. Um who I don't understand where they're from. Another world, maybe, I guess. That's some Final what? Fantasy shit. <laughs> oh, that wasn't... I, I always assumed it was sort of like some primogeniture bo- bullshit. I'm using that word right. Like, primogeniture, it's like some people are better than others in, like, a royalty or noble obliche prim- sense. I, I thought primogeniture just meant... Um, oh. An ancestor, especially the earlier, earliest ancestor of a people. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that probably is it. Like, whatever it is, it gave them, like, magic, or, like, powers of some sort, right? It made their eyes, uh, what, what color was Amber? the eyes? Hazel. Amber. Oh. oh, and they only did this once, and didn't really do anything about it or talk about it, but he also can, like, control beasts if he, like, looks them in the eye. I What was that all about? He can, like, calm them. Yeah, I took it as I took it as common. Okay. He's got yeah. he's so got, like can they he's got yeah, them just sex explain acts. it a little bit. He's just got them like, sex acts. They, yeah, they didn't they explain just did anything. It. They're just like everybody that it just every happened and then it didn't happen again. Meets, he's known since childhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there were some people where they were like, "Yeah, we've known since childhood," and I'm like, "You did, <laughs> right? When was that? We saw large portions of your childhood. You spent ten years a slave, by the way." <laughs> Yeah, and like they go, he meets up with Bianca um, in like a town, and he's just they're just like are still buddies. She's not like questioning where he's been for like ten years, right? Or, she's oh, yeah. like what he did in those ten years, and she's he's not telling her that he was a slave. It's just uh, it's kind of wild. Yeah, and then he um, a lot of it felt very much like you know they don't explain how he can cast like those magic spells or anybody else can cast magic spells. He can just kind of do them. They don't really explain how medicinal herbs just kind of heal people. It felt very much. Like, you're playing a Dragon Quest or any JRPG video game without... You just kind of accept that these things happen. And maybe that's because at the end of the movie... No, we're not going to we're, uh, we're we'll get, get, get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, um, <laughs> but also, also, I don't... I, I guess getting back to like the origin of this movie, like I don't know Dragon Quest V to be like a big Dragon Quest game, but, it, you know, it, it also got a manga adaptation. It sounds like it also got a novelization. Did you learn, Mike, that, like, this led to a lawsuit, that uh, this movie led to a lawsuit where some ideas were plucked from the novelization of Dragon Quest V, uncredited, and um, no. the writer the writer of the... I don't think it was the manga. I think there was a novelization on top of the manga, or in addition to. And, like, some of the names and some of the characterizations, like weren't uh, credited in this movie and it led to a lawsuit that's wild this game has been like released everywhere so it was originally released on the super famicom only in japan and korea 
for some reason it says on wikipedia um and then playstation 2 it came out on and then it was ported to the ds and ios and android as well um the ds one was the first time it came out in the u.s dragon quest 5 mm. i should say mm-hmm. um this game this or this movie really weirdly just came out on netflix like it was distributed in the u.s by netflix and i'm like why did this happen <laughs> <laughs> it seems very strange that netflix was just like i'm gonna throw money at this and we're gonna put this out uh no that but sounds I, exactly like netflix's business strategy mike <laughs> You're actually yeah, now, now we see how the Netflix animation studio is going uh, at this point, where all sorts of projects are in limbo because they threw so much money without much of a return. It's <laughs> cool. They got that Coco Melon money. <laughs> yeah. Coco Melon. Um, so, yeah, it really feels like you they go from immediately from one thing to another thing to another thing to another thing. It's all these, like, different... It's just, like, kind of a JRPG where you go from loosely connected things to one loosely connected thing to one loosely connected thing. Um, I'm currently playing through Tales of Berseria, and it felt like that. Hey, no. Hey, no. Hey, no. Although much quicker. Um, not... not There was no absolutely no time to breathe. At least, uh... Uh, Tales of Berseria gives you like a little bit of dialogue while you're there. It's like, hey, let's have some characterization. This this movie was like, uh, characterization, characterization, characterization. <laughs> We're just gonna keep moving the plot forward. Yeah, you gotta kind of uh, uh, you gotta just kind of assume a lot of these characters are like JRPG tropes, and like I think if you are familiar with JRPGs, you kind of know what all these characters are meant to be. But like if you aren't, like I feel like you're just looking at these go like, who are these cardboard? characters like throughout this movie but that being said i will give big shout out to what is it sancho sancho yeah. uh because he was just ride or die with this family he was like <laughs> his dad's best buddy he thinks that whole family gets like wiped out and they're all dead spends 10 years just watching their house and then lucas shows up and he's like trying to protect the house <laughs> then he hangs out with him for a couple years and then he turns into a stone right after his son was born and basically raised his son for eight years. Yeah. He ride or die that bitch. Sancho's the dude. He's yeah. a, also shout out to Gutrude, uh, who's the slime that follows uh, yeah. Luca <laughs> around. Out. Big shout out. He's, he's also ride or die. Uh, he has like some of the, like if any scene is potentially boring, you just have to look at Gutrude and be like, <laughs> see his faces. And you're like, yeah, Gutrude. Just wait till he moves. That's why like, you're there. Badu, badu, badu. <laughs> Well, I will. Uh, I, I, will, love I, will I will represent that uh, Encore is not here because of a last minute thing that popped up. But uh, for whatever reason, Encore did not did not trust Gutrude, does not like <laughs> Gutrude, and uh, thinks Gutrude <laughs> is up to some no good shit. So, so we find out in the course of the story that um, Luca is not the heavenly hero, um, and it turns out that he needed to sex up Bianca, who's the white mage, or just the mage, I would say, um, and have a kid. And it turns out the kid is actually the heavenly hero. Um, spoiler! The kid can open, unsheath the sword. Um, the heavenly sword? I don't know what it's called. And um, defeat the evil one. Um, so it goes from Pancras, who is the father... To Luca, and to, then to I forget Al- Alice is the name of the son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of of Luca. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, Luca made the right decision. Bianca, obviously the the hotter one mm-hmm. of Nira, and and. Uh, oh, Nira Bianca. wasn't so bad. Well, uh, Nira also knew that there was some something there. 
I in because I watched this back when this came out on Netflix. I didn't get the subtle cues they were giving about the spoiler at the end. Like when they when she gave him the potion, um, he went in and was looking at menus, and he was in like a cyberspace. And I was like, oh, uh, now I get it. But I didn't get it when I first watched it. Yeah, I remember when it first came up. I was like, this is a weird thing way to display his subconscious. Yeah, but I didn't think much that of make, it. it. I guess I didn't think of it too much. Last night, but that does make mm. a lot more sense. I feel like if you watch it there without an... knowing the twist, like you just go like, "Oh, they're just paying like a little nod to like retro video games." Like you just think yeah, it's honestly, a cute that's what thing. I yeah, that's what I thought. I guess, it was. But there's that yeah. warning he gets where it's like, "You, uh, what was that message you gave him?" Where it was like, uh... I, "I I forget." Uh, At the very I, beginning, I feeling, there's was... there's. Dragon Quest menus too, yeah. I, which I noticed this time. But I was, I figured they were, when they cut to that, it was just kind of like how Doom <laughs> in the movie all of a yeah. sudden went to like first person, you know, just kind of in, like homage to just like, hey, it's a video game kind of thing. Well, you made a joke. It was like that for a while, where it's just like the Dragon Quest game, like the original game, just yeah. displayed on the screen. <laughs> and Mike said, "Oh, the whole movie is like this." And I was like, "Really? <laughs> I believe <laughs> him." When he oh, said yeah, that, I, I was for- like, ah, shit. <laughs> I forgot, like, the first five minutes are, like, uh, Super Nintendo uh, 16-bit RPG graphics, which was funny. Um, but they also, there's also another uh, moment that they allude to it when he's like, oh, yeah, this place is guarded by robots. And he's like, robots? That's kind of random. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, this is, this is the way it is in this one. Right. And that's right. what he said. And I was like, that's oh. That's the way it is this oh. time around. Yeah. yeah. Have we, like, revealed times. the big ending yet or not? No. We can yeah. talk about it, though. Right. It's, yeah. Spoilers. Well, watch this movie before you get here. We're 18 minutes into this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> so just real quick on the robots thing. When he said that... An, I took it as a metatextual reference to just the number of dragon quests. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, sometimes we have robots in dragon quests. Yeah, so the big spoiler is at the end, um, a being comes down and is like, I'm not the demon, I'm actually a computer virus. And it turns out that you are a person who's in a virtual reality simulator living your story of dragon quest, dragon quest, your story, the movie, um the game in a vr vr world um so you are actually a person a salary man in japan i was playing this game and it's very funny to me the whole thing that whole twist is so funny to me i thought it very funny i i thought it was kind of like an okay idea but also it made me immediately just not give a shit about the whole story we just watched (laughs) i immediately (laughs) was like oh well i don't care about any of the like relationships that were just built any of like the characters and like their accomplishments i'm like oh he's just playing a fucking video game (laughs) but it's it's unique i mean i kind of yeah i guess either the twist works or it doesn't work for you where it's like i mean i think of all of us in the podcast like like i'm like the one who plays the most jrpgs like and i was like all right i was like i get it it's like now granted they are kind of touching on like the cultural phenomenon that dragon quest was in japan but i was like i was like yeah i get it like you play these games because it's like you know they're kind of they're the friends you made along the way this is what like jrpgs are and it does like a really good job of like kind of conveying like that feeling and how it's like you know whether you're a kid or an adult like you know people like dragon quest or they like those like earlier final fantasy games because like 
you know, they're kind of story driven. I mean, the gameplay mechanics are always kind of they are they are they are they're all kind of like standard JRPG type mechanics. But um, yeah, it's it like it kind of turns the rest of the movie going like, oh yeah, this was just like a person living or playing yeah. through this video game, and I can relate to that. If you are someone who like <laughs> enjoys playing, yeah, it, 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 it's like yes, it erases kind of like the character narrative but also creates a new narrative within like about the final 10 minutes of the movie where you go oh yeah that's a very relatable thing now that i that i that i see right i mean I, it, I also... it did tug you know at the heartstrings a little at the end when he's like talking about like i could go do another side mission essentially or i could go do the end game and then I'll be gone forever. Oh yeah, the part where he's like, yeah, oh, like once I run yeah. over this hill, that's the end of the game, and like I know yeah. that's it, and then like I feel that, I feel that. But I was yeah, still like, annoyed. But I was like, <laughs> well, that's something. But I, I think for me, like the whole, I had a kid with, and I fell in love with a lady in this game. <laughs> um, was like made it really really sad the ending when it was like hey yeah there everybody's up on the hill and we're all watching the fireworks and when we walk home the game's gonna end yeah. i was like oh yes. god at this point i've seen that trope done twice oh really what other movies uh shows? rick and morty and uh sword art online yeah rick and morty I could see that. Yeah, it's also a pl- it's a plot of Star Trek: The Next Generation as well. I think I think it's a little bit different with this because like the characters still live on, but you being with the characters goes away. Whereas like Sword Art Online, I I only kind of passively familiar with where it's like that's real people. Well, in it's a, real a weird world. situation where they yeah, literally yeah. adopt an NPC as their daughter. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Sword Art Online. Wild, but that's a that's a different Sword Art Online's a whole different beast. I'm not familiar with Sword Art Online at all. I'll uh, tell only you thing about I know, it sometime. It just <laughs> reminds me of Dot Hack whenever I see it. I'm like, oh this is kinda like Dot Hack, the video game. Hmm. Um uh, but yes, this this movie. I would say a couple things about this movie is that like I I enjoyed this movie even the second time around watching it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, I think the art style is is really is really good for what it is. It was made for only uh, thirteen million dollars, so I think the art style for what it was. There were some moments though with the art when they were like really up close to the faces. They would. Um, they would be like super detailed and super intricate in how they moved. And then when they were doing like the medium shots and panning away, their like faces would be super stiff and they'd just be like looking back and forth. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I noticed that a couple times. I definitely enjoyed this movie. I and I know nothing about the games whatsoever. Um I thought it was The action I don't, was I don't, pretty good. Yeah, the action was great. I don't like anime really and I, I enjoyed this movie. Um which I assume was cla- falls in an anime category, but maybe you should watch more anime. Then. It's more of an uh, adaptation of a video yeah, game. So maybe I should. Gonna... Um, can't, I, that's another story. We don't need to. <laughs> Tim, anime is not a monolith. There's anime for everybody. No, Start sure with that. Sao. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, I started with Cowboy Bebop or Gundam. Everybody Wing, starts with Cowboy Bebop, so yeah, start or, with Cowboy or Gundam Bebop. Wing. Yeah, I started. I started. Unless uh, you're really into Gundams, I started last year with. Uh, I'm, I'm really with, into Gundams. with Kill a Kill, and I was like, "Huh, anime is really horny," and uh, haven't really gone back since. <laughs> That's funny because Kill a Kill is from Studio Trigger, which is a 
studio that specifically makes anime to car- cater to Americans. Oh, interesting. Some of great, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, yeah, I've watched a lot of anime. I'm not counting the Godzilla, I'm not counting the Godzilla animes that I watched. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's different. <laughs> Yo, those Netflix ones were such trash. That's... Anjotsuki. Well, <laughs> you have not seen Singular Point. Singular Point is fucking fantastic. But anyway. No, I haven't. Um, Dragon Quest Your Story is the movie from this week. Um, and yes, $13 million budget. Um, only made $11 million at the box office in Japan only. That's a, but that's a lot, released... though, by the way, for, for a Japanese yeah. box office. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah, so, um, but it was picked up here in the States at Netflix. So that kind of after with the distribution. So, um, yeah. Those numbers are kind of not indicative of its performance. I would say, um, what does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to guess it's not reviewed at all. Let's see. There are four reviews, and they are splat, 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 tomato. <laughs> Wait, is a splat? So, is that a good? No, it's, that means rotten. <laughs> oh, I was like thinking like, ooh, splat, ooh, splat. <laughs> skeet 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 yeah. um, 75% audience score though um, so yeah yeah I don't give a uh, where does this where does this go on our list here uh, we have 23 movies on our list um, I think that this goes above the wizard line um, somewhere I don't know where <laughs> our unofficial uh, good bad line Yes, yes. I think it was better than Prince of Persia, Angry Birds. I think it's better than Super Mario Brothers and Warcraft, for example. I agree. Um, I agree. I think I... Okay, I have not seen Silent Hill. I think this is better in a lot of fronts than the newer Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see it being similar. I, I, I mean, I think this... I mean, it has a very lovely twist at the end. A smart twist. Uh, I'm not going to call it a smart twist, but a good twist. Good twist at the end. It's a decent twist. It just kind of... Once I was like, wait a minute. I was like, well, now I don't give a shit about this. Right, right. I did like the the action when they were actually doing fights. The choreography and like how they they like flipped around was like really cool, Mm. I thought, actually. And how they incorporated magic spells and, and... like stuff from the game was also pretty cool. Yeah, this uh, I mean yeah. this I I am a, this felt for the most part like watching k-sizzle? a video game being played. <laughs> Kafrizzle. Kafrizzle. I mean we I'm watched ha- it in it, Japanese but we had English subtitles. So <laughs> I'm I'm I think it is were you saying above or like below Silent Hill? Uh well I haven't I haven't seen Silent Hill, so I I was just kinda okay. start I was kind of getting the conversation you. above Mortal Kombat. Honestly, I'm at right. I was thinking at like the five or six spot for me personally. Yeah. So I thought this was more entertaining than a lot of these movies. It looked yeah. it looked real well. It was it looked real well. It looked it looked good. It looked real well. It looked good. <laughs> um. And it was entertaining, and it had a good twist. Yeah. It did have mm-hmm. a decent. The twist. further the further we get away from that newer Mortal Kombat movie, the more I realize it's like kind of forgettable and not really something to like revisit right. all that much you know and we also watched that it. like right after watching fucking like the other mortal kombat movie mario and i don't like street fighter you know like yeah those are like the first like five movies we did i think that mortal kombat also got like the recency bias bump like 
just because like we watched it like literally the week it came out or like you know yeah. like the yeah. month or so that it came out but the more that was like the, that was the first like new movie yeah. we did yeah 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 i mean it's i don't think it goes like that much lower and when i'm trying to like reevaluate it because i still think like Lara Croft tomb raider is a pretty mediocre movie mm-hmm. and i enjoyed mortal kombat better i remember um, liking I, mortal kombat so yeah I, I did not like the self-insert main character. That guy was... I did I, I hate when they do that shit. That shit sucks. <laughs> I just want more of the Australian guy from Mortal Kombat. Kano? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was the jam. So, Only thing I remember from that movie is uh, the... What was the what was the guy that split the... He wrote him like a surfboard. Oh, was oh. Loud as <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That part, that part was great. If we, uh, I um, feel like if we ever watch uh, the second Mortal Kombat movie from the 90s, then uh, and we invoke the uh, Super Metroid rule and re-rake <laughs> the more recent Mortal Kombat, like, it could go a lot lower. I feel like. Uh, I think it's better than Warcraft. I think it's probably better than Warcraft Tomb Raider IMO. But... Oh, well, guess it goes below Street Fighter then. But... <laughs> so, I, I yeah, was so, um, thinking to myself... I would put it, yeah. Oh no! You finish your thought. Oh yeah, but I was gonna put like my cap on things that I I think this is like a round rampage, but um, yeah. But again, having not seen Silent Hill, I'm gonna defer to everyone who has seen Silent Hill. You wanna put it at five? Yeah, I think five is a good spot. Well, well Tommy, would you say your? Oh, your beans. so well, honestly, that's where I was gonna put it too. It was five. Um. Because I've seen Warcraft, I've seen Rampage. I really liked Rampage. I think Rampage is in the number four spot because I really pushed for it there. Uh, And I think it's better than Warcraft. I haven't seen Silent Hill, but... You know, it's funny, I was really negative on this movie all throughout watching it, and, like, afterwards. And then Encore was just like, hey, I have to bail, but put it above the wizard line. And I was like, oh, right, it's a movie list, so... (laughs) <laughs> bar is really really low um, i was like oh actually this movie was pretty all right now regardless of numbers ranked being... uh is is it better than double dragon or not <laughs> oh uh <laughs> i mean once again double dragon is still not properly ranked but yeah sure it's better than double dragon <laughs> Okay, okay. Maybe I don't know if I. Yeah, maybe, you're right. Double if Dragon I was to do this lower. properly, I would have like Double Dragon at six. But bullshit. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I will not allow it. Artist subjective, <laughs> Tim. <laughs> Art is subjective, Tim. Great, great work, everybody. This is where we are today. Um, <laughs> Um, but congratulations to Dragon Quest, your story. You are now ahead of all of the Final Fantasy movies that we have on this list. Um, we only have one. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, which other one do we have? <laughs> um, but yeah, you are now our new number five. I don't uh, anticipate Advent Quest. children beating it. What's that? I don't anticipate Advent children beating it. I don't remember Advent Children. I kind of do, but like they all start to blend together after a little bit. I've Advent seen Children it. It's mostly like, forgettable. Yeah, it feels like like a whole bunch of like action cutscenes like smashed together for about forty five minutes. 
who would think that that was a bad idea? That sounds great. Yeah, but you watch it and you're like, why is anybody doing anything? I don't want to live in this world anymore. Whereas <laughs> why is anyone in doing Dragon anything? Quest, your story, you kind of know why people are doing things, and sometimes they don't tell you, but sometimes they do. As opposed to never telling you. <laughs> um, so, next week. What are we doing next week? I have to look at it. No, no. Firewatch is next week. Also, we don't know, what, we don't know what movie we're watching next month. Yeah, we, we have to talk about that after this. After this mm. but. Thank you, everybody, for coming on the podcast. Tim, hello, thank you. Oh, hi. You're welcome. Tommy, thank you. Uh, goodbye, thank you. Chris. Good night. Thank you so much. Good night. God bless. And Tim, go fu- go fuck yourself. Sit on it.